Ladies and gentlemen, it's Gregorio Pedroza again with your final flashback from the 2019 relaunch of Nonsensical Chef Rants. July 24th, 2019, Spatchcock and Caviar Dreams. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, guess who's back? It's Gregorio. And this is Travis. It is it is a Wednesday night. It's a work night, but we're, we're giving it a go <laughs> because nothing nothing is the the sacrifices for you, the people. We survived the heat, and hopefully you did as well. That was no, no. That was that was brutal. If you were not in the New York area, actually, if you were anywhere in the U.S. where you, you know they're they're denying climate change, you roasted your balls off. Oh, just straight. <laughs> you know, actually, T. I got an aunt visiting uh she's on a you know tourist visa she was here for the month and she's from ecuador you know right along the equator and california has been so bad she, she's just like i can't wait to go back i'm like how is it hotter here than right along the equator yeah that's a pro <laughs> normally it's them you know we're making fun of them that hey it's cali it's cool no it was it's it's been pretty bad yeah it's been yeah roasting everywhere it's nuts I mean, there's a lot we can get into. I mean, the uh, the Mueller testimony was today. You know, yeah, but I heard nothing really. Camps, Brexit. But I think we have uh, the pulse on things, T. I think I think you know what we need to talk about. Oh, 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 I do. Oh, I do. We have several things we need to talk about. <laughs> okay, folks, say it with me. It's spatchcocking. That's right. We're going we're gonna to spatchcock everywhere. Just <laughs> yeah. whip it out yeah. and spatchcock it. So you guys got a special episode out of us. You got a Q&A out of us. Now we're back. We're here to really just vent and complain and what the fuck is happening in this food world. So if you follow us, you know we had posted in uh, Epicurious, posted uh, Joe Sevier or Sevier. I know that. A passionate that. plea to stop spatchcocking your chickens. Oh, please. Spatchcock him. Fucker. For those who don't know what spatchcocking is, it's essentially you remove the backbone of a chicken. Maybe you pull out the wishbone and you crack it open like a book so it lays flat. You're butterflying it. Yes. It cooks faster. It's easier in my opinion. And it's especially if you're going to grill it. Oh, it's, yeah. And yeah, you, you've been a cock for a while, so you actually know how to do that. <laughs> I've been spatchcocking. I'm a, a spatchcocking dude for a while now. Yeah. I've only done it a few times. Uh, but then again, I don't really get like chickens that often to, for me to spatchcock. <laughs> uh, but have you have you done the the turkey spatchcock? The turkey one? Yeah, the turkey. No, no. If I, I I want to one day, I don't know if it'll really roll with the oven that we have. But if we ever do, I have at least two butchers in my area that'll do it for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah at the very that. least, you know, you and I used to get goat for our pop up dinner or our beer dinners. Uh, that one cool place in in Astoria, yeah, yeah. the International Meat Market. But any butcher worth their weight will do it for you. That's like, good. I, to know. Yo, yeah, no, like if you can do a goose, a turkey, anything big, you know, if you're like Dexter, you know, I mean, you probably have a special room for that. Yeah, I never but, but I, I, I'm guessing most of us listening, if if you're not a professional cook, and it doesn't matter if you are or not, you're probably just doing chickens at home. And, and this guy made it sound like a Dexter crime scene if you did it at home. Yes, it, it, yeah, I was reading the article like there's chicken flying everywhere, juices and skin and everything's flying against the cupboards and equipment and kind of like smack it against your kitchen stand mixer your small yeah. children on your grundle 
Seriously, <laughs> like it's on top of the you know, on the ceiling, dripping down as you as you try to cook. <laughs> I mean, I've had my my issues with food media trying to get you to do things that are cool, like molecular gastronomy. And I get it. You know, we we learn new new things every day. It's it's not stale, but I don't expect you to be making using agar agar to make spherical olives that'll burst in your mouth like they do at El Bulli and other fancy places. But we always learn something new. Like, you know, heck, all this stuff about cauliflower rice and cauliflower that, that came out of this bigger thing of people doing different things with food. But this spatchcocking thing is hundreds of, it's it's not a new thing. Yeah, no, it's been around for a long time. Even my dad brought up when it first came out, uh, and he's reading articles. Like, have you heard of this thing called spatchcocking? And I'm like, yeah, it just it's a thing. And he goes, oh, I've got to try it out. And he's like, and he tried it out, and he loved it. So it's, <laughs> I remember growing you up, know? you know, out in, L- in in California, out in L.A., Pasadena. There's a a place called El Pollo Loco, and all their chickens are served. You get a whole chicken, half chicken, but they're all done on the grill, and they were all butterfly. We didn't call it spatchcocking back then. I didn't know better. Right? Yeah. It was just a flat chicken. Like you just called it grilled chicken. <laughs> yeah. You know, if, 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 you know, East Coast people, I mean, especially here in New York, if you've been to Chirping Chicken, there it is. Oh, yeah. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out Chirping Chicken. We need that sponsorship. There you go. Right? Give us some chicken. I'm hungry. But what, what gets to me is that this guy, Riviere, Joe Sevier, he, I saw his pro. He's an associate editor, and he says in the article, you know, my views aren't the same as Epicurious, but let me bang out like a few hundred words anyway so I can fill some kind of quota. Because that's what this feels like. The, the, oh, basically, book. yeah. Like, they probably gave to this guy, give us a reason why you hate spatchcocking and go. It's like, but isn't that the whole going against the whole tenet of what you should be doing as a food publication? Like, 100%. I, I get it. Yeah, you don't want to tell people to deep fry turkey while the turkey is wet. You're not giving people bad tips to like, you know, give them salmonella or hurt themselves. Yeah, it just seems like it was like an infomercial. You know how it's like just randomly do stupid things and like you're trying to juggle things that you're not supposed to be juggling. <laughs> yeah, that's what had, I, like that have you had problems changing the toilet paper roll and then yeah. everywhere? Yeah, and the, but you're holding like seven things. Oh, you know, everything <laughs> falling around. You know, dude. You know, I'm looking through it. You're not far off on the infomercial because if you actually read the article, you know how we were saying you're like, it's going to get all over the place. He mentions here it is, uh, your knife block. You need kitchen dedicated kitchen shears. You need a stand mixer. If you look at the article, these things are hyperlinked, which means if you click on it, it goes to a whole other article about the best ones to buy. Dollars to donuts. You know, these articles lead to affiliate links, so you buy them and then they get money off it. Yeah. So he just made like, an article of buzzwords hoping you'll click on things and make them more money. Right, exactly. And it's like, you know, you're, you're reading the article now. Uh, again, I should say. Yeah. And I was like, we're going through when he first, when he first posted it. I was like... All right, you know, what what is this all? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You hate spatchcocking, but maybe there's a logical reason why you hate spatchcocking. You know, but as you read it, it's like, and uh, so I had my train of thought. I lost it for a second. Like he went to culinary school. Yeah, he went so to he, our culinary school. Yeah, our culinary school. The French so, culinary I mean, do. You know how to break down – you don't need specific kitchen shears or poultry shears. All you need is a damn knife, like a good, sturdy chef's knife. 
you know, dry the, you know, pat the chicken dry so it's not flipping and flopping around the cutting board. And guess what? That just solves half of that article about chicken juice being everywhere. And quite honestly, you know, kitchen chairs aren't expensive. I really recommend them to everyone. But the thing that really rubbed me the wrong way is he's trying to say them, it'd it, be hard to clean. I, dude, you, you buy ones that separate. That's all there is. Yeah. If you get into every nook and cranny, you're, you're not going to kill your family full of sal- salmonella. But it, I love, exactly. I love that he says that. That you know, even if you did all that, there's going to be chicken crap everywhere. He makes it to the point like, if you really want faster chicken, cut the chicken yourself into individual parts. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You can't handle cutting the backbone out and you know, popping it open like a book. But no, it's okay. Just cut into eight separate pieces. If you're the same kind of person that you're you're aiming for in this article, they're, they're definitely it's more cuts. There's more chicken crap going everywhere. So who are you fooling? Yeah, if, he, if he's buying – if it's just like, I don't know, even if it's a, you and somebody else, like you're not going to buy, you know, a package of chicken breast, chicken thighs, legs, wings. Like you're not going to buy every separate little part. That's going to cost you $10,000 just for exactly. you know, a couple of things of chicken. You buy one whole chicken, you know how to break it down, which he knows – how to do, given the fact he went to the same culinary school as we did, it's a hell of a lot cheaper. You break it down, boom, easy peasy, lemon squeeze. See, but no, this schmuck wants you to buy videos that you and I need to do. We need to make these instructional yeah, videos these, that are fun. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I get it. Separate pieces make it easier because you just take it out, sear it up, boom, throw it. I mean, but it's. <laughs> uh, it's I don't know. I kind of want to strangle the guy. Like, no, you're 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 doing a disservice to anyone who wants to cook. Not, not I'm I'm talking professional and home. It's it's why do you even have a job? Well, how are you an associate editor of this place? You're a fool. But yeah, I I get it. I think I know what happened. If you look at the very end of the article, the third reason he says it's not worth it, he says spatchcock poultry is ugly. And I'll try. I'm gonna link to it. I might. You know what? I might actually use this as the picture header for Damn. this podcast. His own you spatchcock should. chicken, and it's the ugliest. The, the way to this picture, it's the ugliest thing. It's very nearly pornographic and nasty. I'm like, oh, you just suck at technique and cooking and taking pictures. So therefore, you think no right. one else should do that. But here's the thing. When you've spatchcock your chicken mm-hmm. before, have you served it up exactly like that? Or did you like butcher it up even more once it was all oh, cooked? Oh, no, no. When it, when it, <laughs> did you break it down uh, again? Because you know? I'm... I'm a very, very needy person in need of accolades. I would take the chicken as is out of the oven, put it on a plate, bring it out to everybody, be like, ooh, ah, you know, feed the ego, feed the ego. And then you take it back, you cut it up, and you serve it with your stuff. But at the end of the day, you're not, you're not setting this thing on the table and carving it like a turkey. You are going to cut it up. So I don't know where this whole thing about you know, presenting a flat chicken doesn't look good. It's like, yeah, no mames way. Yeah, exactly. Like, especially if, like, like I said before, if it's just you and somebody else, you don't need to, you know, no one cares about the presentation half the time. You just, all right, you cook it quick, it's tasty, delicious, carve it up, and shove it down our gullet so we can eat it. Like, you know, you know, nothing, nothing, not every dish has to be Instagram. You know, we need an Instagram Some photo of the best for it. you're going to have like, isn't, an insta- isn't done for the gram. Seriously, just cook it and eat it because you know what? Especially like a, a good bowl of ramen, you know, I'll take a great photo of everything, how everything, like, no, ramen's supposed to be hot, eat it immediately. <laughs> get the bowl, sit down, you eat it, you go. None of this, let me take 17 photos, let me get the right angle, just to make sure the pork belly is glistening. It needs to glisten. Yeah, like, no, shut the fuck up. 
get your chicken, bring it out, cut it up, shove it down your gullet, be happy about it, crack open a beer. So I, I promise you, eventually there will be videos of us doing this. But for, if, until then, I highly recommend look up Alton Brown spatchcocking. Or even Alton Brown breaking down a chicken. He had a whole fried chicken episode where he breaks down a chicken into eight individual pieces. It's concise. It's clear. Yeah, he gets a little nerdy and scientific. But I'll tell you, if you have a good knife and a good pair of kitchen shears that come apart so you can wash them, there's no bacteria anywhere, it's not that hard. And I know a lot of people will say, oh, you guys do it professionally, da 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 No. There's a lot of things that we do wrote over and over and over again. And I get it. But this thing, once you see it done, you, it's a thing that anyone can do. And I, I, yes, if you don't want to do it, that's fine too. But don't let this come mierda that tell you you shouldn't because salmonella can get everywhere. And it might, you, look yeah, it might cause a mess. Like, like, like we said earlier, spatch acting's been around for a while, and there's plenty of articles, plenty of videos on YouTube that show you how to do it, and break down, and be clean about it. Like, so yeah, we're professionals. We do it. Yeah, we just know how to do it faster because we've had the reputation of doing it. But for first time home cooks. Or even just you know intermediate home cooks, it's 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 not a difficult task to, to spatchcock or even break down a chicken. Um, yeah, that's I mean yeah, that's where I, I forgot where I was gonna go. <laughs> yeah, gonna end that's that, all but, I got to yeah. say about that. It's, that's all I got to oh, say about fine. that. It's perfect. I mean, it's not as bad as I don't know putting a hundred dollars worth of caviar in a bacon, egg, and cheese. Oh, you had to fucking go there. See, come on. You know, I totally forgot that we're going there, and there you go again. You son uh, of a so bitch. this one comes out of Munchies. It's the food edition of Food by Vice. You know, nobody needs this $35 caviar top breakfast sandwich. I, I, I'm not even going to go into the whole optics of this. Basically, and I'm guessing it's New York, someone said to themselves, yeah, it's, yeah, it's in New York. Bougie-ass dollop of caviar I- on a bacon, egg, and cheese on fancy bread with probably a fancy egg. And I'm guessing it's fancy bacon. And judging from the picture, it's probably porchetta. It's porchetta or pancetta. No, it's it's. Um, did you did you actually read? It's beluga belly. Oh my god, I just caught that. Oh my god, it's beluga sturgeon. Oh what? They dry it out, and uh, I forget. Yeah, just got, oh my I, god, I'm that's amazing. Find, no, it's it's it's. Uh, you yeah, know, they're, they're treating the beluga belly as pork belly, so it's fake bacon. But okay, fake bacon. That yeah. sounds amazing. I would. I love fish belly. And I do love caviar. Yeah, I'm, yeah, the problem is, since you brought it to my attention, I'm going to have to go and eat this damn $35 freaking sandwich Fuck. just out I'm of so spite. mad at myself because now I need to do the same thing. I, I was ready to you know talk saying? about don't gentrify the bacon, egg, and cheese. Just go to your bodega. But now I'm all like, hold on. It's, you, know what, you know what this is? Yeah, yeah, it's, this is the artisanal chicken nuggets all over again. Oh, oh, just it, but like worse because it involves oh, caviar. I do love that stuff as long as it's properly served. I know, I know. that's what I'm saying. Like I'm hoping this is somewhat not big, but like at least a decent size. Because if it's like a small little bit of nothing, then there's going to be problems. I mean, granted, their tasting money for one of their dishes is like six hundred and something dollars, but still. See, this is what I mean. It's when people, you know, this is what I think a lot of cultures must feel like when their foods get, you know, gussied up. And people must look at polenta from the poor country, from the poor, you know, rural areas of Italy, and be like, "How much are you selling polenta for?" Or like, you know, basic 
basic simple bowls of pho or ramen and now they're charging 20 30 dollars a bowl and you're just like how how and this guy's basically said i'm gonna make a bacon egg and cheese and it, oh, i get it he's not serving it out of a, um, a food truck or you know it's, it's part of someone's tasting menu but the, the absolute gall i maybe i know i'm not an original new yorker but i'm here 17 years now and my first gut instinct is to grab the nearest bodega cat and throw it into their kitchen and just be angry <laughs> I mean, I, I finally found the the article. I mean, it does look good. I mean, so this is what you're supposed to take a photo of when you actually want to show something off, you fucker that can't take a picture of a spatchcock chicken. Um, but I mean, yeah, you got, this isn't a porno shoot. God. Yeah, seriously. I mean, yeah, Marquis on Madison in New York. Okay, that just sounds like like that's that's yeah, I'm oh, oh my head. So I'm staying wow, branded. This place, this place looks bougie as fuck too. So yeah, check out their website when you. I mean, if you, yeah, just check out their website. I'm on like it right now. Like recording Kardashian in this article. But, but, that's all I need to know. Oh, download who's H U S O. That's place. That's good. Marky's on Madison. Wow, that's like <laughs> yeah, but. But is is, is is that where we are now? At, is that yeah, where we are now? Where restaurants? I I think lately it's it's been obvious people have been going. The, I don't want to say the hipster route, but Bourdain said it best in some of the, in some of those episodes with Repair going to France. They were they were mocking Repair, saying we want to be more like Brooklyn. It shouldn't be so fancy. I get it. Fine dining has its place. It may not be my thing, but when you're obviously trying to like tickle the minds of people. With something that from their heart, like no, okay, you know, I get it. Thomas Keller made the salmon tartare things, and because they look like ice cream cones. Oh my god, there's a hole down my pulpit. Marquis Croque Madame, thirty-six month old. Oh my god, it's going too fast. I'm gonna start punching my wife's computer, and that's not good. <laughs> it's her computer. I'm downloading the menu. This is happening. <laughs> I'm saying, yeah, I'm just looking at the the caviar section of Husos. It's- insanely expensive i mean is, is that how you get oh, people God. who have money to to, to 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 part with their money you gotta you, you have to engage their comfort food area but you know they're not gonna have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich you're gonna have a groundnut butter with a sweet artisanal uh, berry oh, reduction yeah, a deconstructed bullshit with top of bullshit because we took the grapes from a cow's asshole okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to picture. I was I was with him until the cow's asshole. It's just like someone at the intern. Uh, you know, I want. You know, I had something else in my head, but a cow's asshole uh, just came out. So I mean, cow's asshole. You okay. fancy? I know. Alaskan king crab meru. Oh, there's words I don't even know. Oh wait, I see the words brioche and avocado. So I'm 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 just is it like crab cake? I'm guessing this must be a crab cake avocado I, toasting. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm going to go off this menu now. Oh, what <laughs> did it piss you off? Good. And it, you know what? I'm going to try to tie this back into that associate editor of Epicurious. I get it. We we went to school where th- this should have been our life. You know, you learn how to cook fine dining, and that 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 branding wasn't us. No, yeah, because. When people see us and talk to us, they think yeah. fine dining. <laughs> the thing is, I, we could. We absolutely could. But I just, no, could, Of course could, we could. I, it's <laughs> fucking awesome. But, but it, again, it goes back to the whole idea of like, 
it's hard. I, I find it very hard to want to cook this kind of stuff if every, the, the people I work with, and probably I'm guessing the dishwashers and porters can eat there. And this this looks amazing. Good on them. That's amazing technique. But even now in this day and age, I don't know how places like this stay in business. Because there's still plenty of rich fuckers to go around. Send some money our way. We need sponsors. Yeah, seriously. But, but I mean, the, well, in this particular place, Marky's, I mean, they're basically serving one style of thing. It's, just, it's a caviar bar slash restaurant, whatever. So that's what they're known for. I mean, so I mean, for an ounce of, I don't know, let's see. Let's just pick one. Oh, you're going to tell me. I shipped down the PDF. I saw some. <laughs> I didn't see any market price. I'm like, no, no, I can't afford it. <laughs> I, I got to pay rent. The, the inter- yeah, the international caviar flight is one ounce of, let's see, almost Russian Ostra, Russian Royal something or other, and some other imperial golds. One ounce. So you have three ounces of probably extremely tasty international caviar. Going price is six hundred and forty dollars. The domestic one is only one hundred and fifty-five. <laughs> oh well, you know, America, America, baby. You know what? I'll I'll give them this. I am going to give them this if this is the same website. That's what they're known for. Um, so I was just thinking the whole idea of sustainability because you know I'm 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 that hippie now, so I got to bring that up. They, it, it looks like they are trying to Great. source their caviar that's farm-raised or a sustainable source. They're not just depleting the the amount of wildlife out in the sea. I'll give them that, which is why a lot of the, the menus are going to be right. I mean, cause the, the, I mean, which is good because a place that's charging you, your arm, your leg, your firstborn, they better be sourcing it out properly. You know, if they weren't, then that'd be an even bigger issue, and then we'd actually have to burn the place down. But that's neither here nor there. Oh man, I don't know, dude. It's, it's, it's... Oop, I'm just dropping shit. Ignore that. You just see. I <laughs> can't have nice things. Well, you know what? I'm gonna have to apologize to my wife. Something broke in the house. I'm not sure what it was. Well, I'll figure that out in the morning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was my elbow, dude. So, what aside from these fine dining places, what? have you eaten anywhere lately? That's been you known. Caught your eye, nice, simple. No matter what level it is, man. What's what's out there that you've been craving or have attacked? It's been amazing. Um, where have I have I gone anywhere lately? It's a solid question. Um, I have not gone anywhere lately. However, I was talking. We were out in Jersey over the weekend. Kate's friends, uh, we're talking about Kio. It's uh, Forgione's like Laotian oh, shoot. Yeah. place the, with the pork face with the bang bang <laughs> sauce. Uh, so I've been craving that lately just because I went there once and I was like, I want to go back. You know, just, I mean, the bang bang sauce alone is delicious, but the whole they're known for the pork head. So, um, no, yeah, I don't really be going out much. I mean, you know, I gotta say, I, the place, the, the, the place I think I've been thinking about a lot since you and I went and actually hung out last in in real life, Harlem Hops. That put the, the nice little place we went to before we. Oh uh, yeah, uh, that, weeks ago, T and I. Yeah, yeah. Um, Allie for Father's Day got me two tickets to go see 
Latin History for Morons with John Leguizamo. Fantastic show at the Apollo Theater. So TV and I went. And first went to a place called Hop House in Harlem. And it was terrible. I mean, you want to talk about gentrification kicking in. It's, it, the, the menu was all over the place. Nothing made sense. We or- Well, I mean, people that, that did follow us, we went on, on a rant about they had like, what, seven or eight? We, we ordered fried pickles. Fried pickles. We got maybe seven little discs. The, the it's like the, twelve bucks. The cornmeal breading right. was at least what must have been an eighth to a quarter of an inch thick all around, which may not sound like a lot to you guys. It's all hard, hard. hard. <laughs> because I'm sure they were trying to be artisanal or whatnot. They used stone ground cornmeal, which that shit doesn't turn into batter. That that that's the kind of polenta or grits that you're cooking for at least an hour or two to try to maybe get it soft. It was the crunchiest and not in a good way. Fried pickle. Garnish yeah, that made was, no you sense. Mean, you couldn't even get... Well, they had to put micro it was, it was micro, micro cilantro. cilantro. I don't need that. But so we, we meandered over to another place called Harlem Hops. And simple menu. I mean, it wasn't a lot and it wasn't expensive and it was amazing. It's a... Uh, but we ordered we the entire we menu. literally ordered the entire menu. This is one of the first uh, black-owned craft beer bars in probably in the city in general, especially in Harlem, which is really cool to support. Um, they had something called Better Made Chips out of Detroit, which they garnished everything with, which was fantastic. Did we order the soft pretzel? Yes, we did. Uh, the, oh, actually, the only thing we did not order soft was the soft pretzel. But we, we got all we the ordered, sausage um, and a pretzel buns. Which All I was really fun, surprised that that which, Tokyo chicken bratwurst was probably the best thing we've had. Oh, that was, yeah, that was insane. And then they had just delicious. like four hand pies, uh, or empanadas, whatever you want to call them. They call them spicy guma pies, habanero beef, vegetable spicy pie, crab spicy pie, and a chipotle chicken spicy pie. I'm looking at their menu, folks. I'm not that, my, my memory's not that great. Don't uh, worry. I was, I was going to say, damn, that's pretty damn I'm impressive if you remembered all that. I'm just I'm just thinking about the damn chips and oh, that yeah, sauce. Yeah, the, just, uh, the plantain chips. Yeah, the pie came sauce. with fried plantain chips, and with beer, it was yeah, whatever sauce. Oh, if you're up in that area, I really recommend Harlem Hops. And that thing is just, it was a nice cross section of people in there. The beer, uh, the beer menu was on point, and the food was on point. The points, yeah, and the food was reasonably priced it's, too. It's, so it wasn't like it's, extra it's good, you know beer food prices. And for the prices, it's a lot better yeah, than exactly. it deserves to be. So they're putting in the work, and I, I definitely want to go back. Yeah, I mean, uh, I remember like on the wall, or just happened where we were sitting. Definitely, a little, definitely like Afrocentric. They loved throwing in the African spices, especially into the, the oh little hand pies, uh, which were good. I mean, I'll talk about them again, which is good because. I mean, you're looking at the menu. I don't know if the price is on there, but like, it was like two good-sized um, hand pies, which worked out well for us because me and you both got to eat yeah, one. They're all like seven dollars a piece, ten dollars um, for the Seven bucks, yeah. But it, I mean, it's it's good size. I mean, you have the a shit ton of plantain chips with the crazy dipping sauce, which I can't remember what the hell it was. Um, good, good beer selections. I want to say like maybe fourteen, fifteen beers, wine on wine on draft as well. Um, different crazy cocktails, uh, good people, good vibes, good good music in the background. Um, definitely want to go again. Definitely definitely go back again. Yeah. That's on what, like 132 yeah, I, in Lennox? No, uh, 
Oh, I'm okay. looking back up. I, I closed the page. No, nope, not Hop House. It was Harlem Hops. Harlem Hops, yeah. Was it Lennox or Adam Clayton Powell? Powell. Powell? Can't remember. Uh, between 133rd and 134th. So get at it. Make the trip. Get over there. Go see Travis afterwards. <laughs> yes. Well, tell me you're going. I'll meet you <laughs> over there. Get some half ass. Oh, man, that, that's a, again, we're, we're keeping these short because we have the parental duties and it's late and we work the next day. <laughs> so that me too. Uh, but uh, we hit, we yeah, hit the, the notes. This cocking guy really, really sent us into a tizzy. We, we, we put the, the next one on the back burner. That'll say, that's going to be the next episode. Uh, Travis, we'll give you a sneak preview. Travis took the bullet. He actually had, you had the impossible burger, right? Um, I cooked with the Impossible Burger. I had to make Impossible Meatballs. So I, I tried one. Um, uh, well, I'll, I'll share my review so you had an for the next podcast. Um, um, I think I've had a tasting a while back, but it's been a while. So I, I, you made the sacrifice. I'm going to do the same thing. And um, I want to do a little bit more research for you guys, cause especially right. where, how it's being made. There's a lot of things, aside from taste, I have my own issues with how it's being rolled out. And again, we would love to hear you guys chime in, send us some feedback, your thoughts. We'll share them on the so, air. Yeah, so the Impossible Burger. And then the other one was Beyond the Beyond Burger. Which I haven't Burger. seen around. Oh, my God. I, you know what? That reminds me, T, and I guess we'll, we'll talk about this more on the next one. Apparently, you know, I know Burger King is paired up and they're doing something with the Impossible or the Beyond Burger one. But apparently Dunkin' Donuts is now running, is going to be running, they've been test driving a breakfast sandwich using the fake meat. Yeah. God so damn it. That's the tough. It's it's beyond me. It's like okay, so oh, you know, fake meat is now <laughs> going through the fast food channels to reach out more people, and that's going to be an interesting discussion, that's good or bad. Well, well, I mean, basically, I'm assuming it's just like Taco Bell meat at this <laughs> point, right? Eighty-eight percent real product. Uh, oh fuck! Christ. All right, ladies, just, this is Wednesday recording. This will probably go up on Friday because I got to edit all that fun jazz. But you know what we do? We appreciate you. We love you. We want to hear from you. T, last thoughts. Um, no. No, I got no thoughts. I'm, it's late. I'm tired. So I'm kind of, you know. No worries. Man. Hey, keep your moment. IDs and Social Security on you, man. They already they detained one guy, for an, an American citizen in ICE for three weeks. So, you know, you and I look suspicious enough as it is. So keep, keep everything on you, okay? God fucking damn it. <laughs> Ladies well, and gentlemen. Life is too short for good. Oh, let's try that again. Life is too short for the bad food and the bad <laughs> drinks. Eat the good stuff. Drink the good stuff. And T, what's the new tagline? Life is hard, oh, and God. so are you. Have a great day, everybody. Welcome back to the <laughs> Adios. Goodbye, everybody. Cheers. <laughs>